0: Welcome everyone to episode 32 of the Changemakers podcast with Nadim Shoukher, who spent a few years as an innovation consultant working at the intersection of the private and public sectors in a role that has been described as an ecosystem builder. His job was to always answer the question, how might we enable organizations to innovate? He's still working on that question, but with a slightly different focus. How might we enable individuals and organizations to innovate to achieve the sustainable development goals? Tune in this episode for a deep dive into the UN's sustainable development goals, creating an ecosystem of collaboration and partnership building to achieve them, sustainability by design, and the role of design and innovation frameworks in facilitating impactful change. Welcome, Nadim, to the Changemakers podcast. I'm really, really excited to have you here to listen to your story and pick your brain on the topic of sustainability. And partnership building for the sustainable development goals and since this podcast explores change on different levels, let's start with significant changes in your lo- own life so what were sort of the highlights of your background the changes in your life and career that impacted you the most
1: well first of all let me thank you very much Catalina, for having you having me on it's uh, it's such a great pleasure to be part of this podcast of yours um and 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 join this list of, of of guests that you've had on your show uh super excited about the show and 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 uh, learned a lot from listening to your previous episodes um yes i mean it, it does start on i guess on a personal level right when you want to make change um and for me um i think it, it were you know a couple of steps um or a couple of let's say events throughout my life um that resulted in a big change um I was born and raised in Lebanon, in Beirut, uh, but I had to leave in 2006 uh, after the war and then I moved to Canada, um, You know, which uh, looking back at it was sort of a very important step in my life. At the moment you don't feel it, but that's how it is a lot with these important changes. You just uh, um, maybe sometimes go with the flow, but then eventually you, you understand that it puts you on a path um, that would have been quite different uh, had it not happened. Um, so yeah, I, I lived there for eight, for eight years, um, continued my studies, but it opened up so many other doors to me, um, in terms of, you know, future career choices, um, um, understanding and living in a different culture. Um, and I think those are things that I'm, you know, even until now, uh, continuing to appreciate and to grasp even much more. And I guess the second event was, um when I went for my graduate studies, um, it was a very tough decision to make where to go, uh, you know, which programs to choose. Um, And I ended up uh, enrolling in a dual degree program, um, you know, uh, an MBA at IE Business School and a a, a diplomacy degree or international relations degree at the Fletcher School. And I must say, first of all, the combination was just um, uh, really, really, Amazing and really good for me to 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 have these two aspects uh, from an academic perspective uh, along my journey. But really, um, when I was at the Fletcher School at Tufts University in Boston, I just had the pleasure to meet people from so many different backgrounds, um, but so committed to um, you know working on things that really matter. Um, coming from all walks of life, people working on social impact, pe- people working on foreign policy, people working in business, but with a sense of purpose that, um, you know, for me was actually amazing to see, to look at, to learn from and to be inspi- inspired from. Uh, and I think, yeah, my, my two years, I would say, at this school were quite pivotal in, in, in how I decided I want to pursue my own life.
0: Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Mm, how was your experience studying diplomacy and international relations um, in regards to the sustainable development goals
1: Uh, very eye-opening in fact it's pretty much the reason why i started working on the un sustainable development goals Um, i learned about it um, during a class of of, um, science diplomacy and sustainable development diplomacy um, and was very much inspired by the approach the professors took, but also the lively discussions we were having as different groups of students about, you know, whether this is the right way to go about it, um, what the international development, let's say, community needs, uh, what, um, you know, what the challenges that we are facing are, and if this, this is the right way to go about them, but even more so was a bit of the critical aspect that I was um, encouraged to adopt there. And my first reaction to these, you know, to to the Sustainable Development Goals was um, a bit of of the, um, let's say the approach um, that was was adopted, or at least what was communicated to us in class, uh, that these are, um, you know, 17 goals need to be achieved by 2030. This is how um, they were reached, um, high level, you know, uh, political forum. how do you call it, uh, uh, participatory uh, action, uh, a lot of consultations. Um, and I saw a bit that the discourse around it was was quite, you know, it, it had some gaps, at least in, in what I saw. So for me, something was missing in terms of, you know, these are really, really, uh, um, let's say, ambitious objectives. And if we are to reach them by 2030 um, and, and. I stress on the word "we" are to reach them by twenty thirty. We need to look at it from a bit of a different lens and and more of a let's say human centered lens. Um, and at that point, I had just come out also of my MBA and looked at these human centered design approaches for innovation. So um, so for me, it was a bit of a changing moment. To say, I really like this intersection of, of um, you know innovation and public policy um, and sustainable development, and I wanted to see. How can we apply some of what we learned in the business field um, to to this yeah to this field of the Sustainable Development Goals? How can we um, you know let's say hum- use human centered design approaches to help um, uh, enable people actually people and organizations and whatnot to achieve uh, the UN's SDGs? Um, and um, yeah, and that's kind of what I, what I ended up sort of uh, wanting to focus on um, in the years that followed my graduation.
0: And what is your verdict? At our current pace, do you think we will be able to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals by 2030? I think,
1: honestly, we never will be, and I don't think we, we ever were on track um, to be able to achieve them as is by 2030. I think it's a it's a it's an aspirational set of goals. So you know proponents and opponents of the of the of the goals discuss in various ways how this is good or bad for the international development community, how it's creating a lot of noise, um, opens it up for greenwashing or some people call it rainbow washing because you know the seventeen colors. Um, but I think there's power in having such a framework that's almost um, you know like a Creative Commons type of thing where you just you know you, it's up to each and every one of us to take this framework uh, Own it one way or another and work towards those goals every little effort matters It's the combination of our, all of our efforts that will make a difference. So um, Will there be zero hunger? Uh, by 2030 big question mark. I, I honestly don't think so um, but whatever we do to edge much much closer to this um, Puts us in a better place. Now we're talking very superficially about this. There are seventeen goals, one hundred sixty-nine targets. If you're in the business world, you can look at maybe two thousand indicators. There are many ways for us to measure and understand, you know, what it is that we need to do, um, and and even question marks about whether this these indicators are efficient. Um, um, but maybe maybe that's not the question to ask. You know, m- maybe um, the question to ask is have these goals um you know inspired others to sort of take a look at them and say you know i'd like to work towards this and what can i do uh where can i start and actually people more and more people start taking action um and and i think this by itself will 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 help us um whether it will help us enough um i think the answer is no and and we need to step it up um but you know, if I tell you I had the answer of what exactly needs to be done in the next 10 years, um, yeah, I would be lying. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the complexity of the whole topic is that there's not really a right answer. We're just all kind of taking chances. Um, but the important thing is that we do something about it. Um, so a lot of your professional experience uh, focuses around the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, can you share a little bit more about the event you hosted recently, the Global Goals Jam? So what is it, um, who are the participants, uh, what is the vision, and what were the outcomes of this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thanks for asking about that. So um, on September 20th, uh, between September 20th and 22nd, actually, and just before um, the Climate Week and the UN General Assembly and the Global Goals Week uh, on an international level, um, here in Berlin and um, across five cities in Germany, we hosted something called the Global Goals Jam. I mean, to explain a bit the context, so the Global Goals Jam is um, initiated and globally coordinated by the Digital Society School in Amsterdam, um, you know, part of the University of Applied Sciences in Amsterdam there. And it's part of a program uh, they they have that they call Designing Across Cultures. Um, and it's about really harnessing the power of design to be able to help achieve the Global Goals. Um, so as, as the local organizers in, in Berlin last year and then this year... Um, Sort of the coordinators in Germany, uh, we 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 helped bring the the event to to uh, to new cities in Germany. And um, here's what goes on during this event. Um, depending on each organizer, each city, um, and it, it could be structured differently because it took place in eighty five cities globally. Uh, but let me talk about our story. Um, we uh, we had an objective to seek out real challenges and local challenges um, that organizations or individuals in Berlin Berlin, um, um, are working on um, and try to start with those challenges on Friday evening because the jam is on a weekend um, and then finish with a prototype of a solution or concept of a solution on Sunday evening. Throughout these two days between Friday and Sunday, um, you know, participants of the jam work and they're guided or coached by, by professionals Professional design thinking coaches or sprint uh, design sprint coaches, on like sort of going through a a a, um, a sprint format to work on these solutions. Um, but maybe to explain a bit what the what the general vision is of the jam. I mean, with such an event and a framework to be able to start with a challenge or a problem statement, explore potential solutions, and also be able to test them out. Um, we're looking at a larger picture than just, yeah, here's a problem, Here's a potential solution. thank you and goodbye. The jam for us was a way to bring in uh, 30 talents, right? 30 people who have multidisciplinary skills that are interested in one way or another applying those skills to help solve the uh, or reach the SDGs. Challenge owners. So these were corporate startups, um, European European Commission backed projects but also just you know standalone projects or ideas that we wanted to, to work on. Um, we had, as I said, professional coaches who wanted to give their time um, to help guide these teams uh, and support them throughout the process. And the main sponsor of the event in Berlin at least was um, was called SDG Investments. And they're sort of a platform to start to, to match projects working on the SDGs with institutional investors. They're based out of Frankfurt. So the more you look at it, you try to, you sort of try, start seeing that what we're trying to do is building an ecosystem around being able to um, find and develop potential solutions to challenges uh, that are related to achieving those SDGs. So you bring in the talent, you bring in the capital, you, you, know, you sort of facilitate it in a, for, in a design sprint format uh, with, with professionals at the helm of this. And then you bring all of these people together um, to create this platform where we hopefully can, you know, enable more and more people to actually become change makers. And if I have to summarize it in maybe one sentence, right, and, and because this this podcast is called, called Change Makers, I think the, 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 the most interesting and number one objective of the jam and what would really make the team that worked on this jam um, happiest is... If the most exciting guests on your podcast are actually people that graduated from the Jam and they worked on a challenge and were able to come up with a solution that really you know makes them um, um, one of the star change makers, let's say, um, and this is this is really what we're trying to do. We're trying to enable people to to uh, to to instigate. To instigate change and 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 carry it forward. And, and I would like to, I mean, the, the jam was was really a, a very much a group effort. So there were, in Germany, um, we had uh, Hamburg, Leipzig, uh, there was Munich, um, Cologne, and Berlin. Um, and I just like to mention also the the team in Berlin that, that made this happen. And you know we've been working on the jam for two years together. So uh, Claudia and Katarina. Um, and this year we also had really the help of, of um, uh, Sinica and Coralie. Uh, this would not have been possible without, without this team.
0: Great. A big thank you to the team who made the Global Goals Jam happen this year. Um, Nadim, I just wanted to get back a little to what you said before about design and its role in facilitating innovation and in tackling the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, I read in one of your articles on LinkedIn that you were pondering on the question of sustainability by design versus design for sustainability. Can you elaborate on the differences between these two and which one do you think is more favorable in tackling the sustainable development goals?
1: It's great that you bring this up actually after we've discussed about the jam because um, the jam is a perfect example of what I call sustainability by design um, instead of designing for sustainability. And yeah, let me explain a bit about this. What I mean by this is there are many services and products out there that we can look at and just ask ourselves the question: How can we make them more sustainable? Um, but I, I kind of encourage taking a step back and understand why do these products, and services maybe exist? You know, to start with, um, what is the you know real need that we're helping? And in much of our talk about human-centered design and human needs, we might forget a bit about maybe planetary needs, general societal needs. Um, so I actually sort of wrote even a, a follow up uh, article about this, you know, calling for maybe a change or some some adaptation to what the human centered design is uh, and how we can move on to maybe a more humanity centered design or maybe planet uh, conscious design. Um, but but going back to this sort of sustainability by design uh, versus versus um, designing for sustainability, um, you know, we have to start somewhere. If most companies already have something out there, products, services, or uh, most governments, most people designing, you know, looking at how, how they live their life. Each and every one of us in any situation, we can take steps towards making what we already make more sustainable. Um, and for that, there are many things to look at, many tools that can help you. But one thing I wanted to focus, focus on is, can we start with the challenge Right. Can, can, can the challenge that we're posing so that we can ideate on or develop solutions for uh, not only ideation, um, can we start with something that is actually a, you know, sustainability related challenge? You know, how might we um, reduce hunger? How might we um, create, um, I don't know, a circular product from, you know, from the beginning and not, you know, look at. You know what can we do to recycle, uh, um, to 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 or to improve some of the recycling performance, let's say, of, of some product. So, um, I was a bit challenging this 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 approach of it really matters where you start from uh, when you're trying to set up maybe a new company, building a new product, starting a new service. Um, and and the idea with sort of sustainability by design was saying, uh, hey, how about you take a look at the SDGs. Um, as one of the potential frameworks. And how about you know those 17 goals or 169 targets, um, one of them or a variation of them is a starting point to develop something new. Because then you would be solving for a challenge that for which a solution is desperately needed. And then you can do whatever you want to do, you can do to make it profitable, um, make it more appealing, uh, make business sense out of it, or just make it practical, feasible from an engineering perspective. All of those things, but start by looking at the challenge. This should be a starting point, um, and and a challenge that matters, not a challenge of you know how can we grow this product more, um, or how can we get more users. Uh, I was listening to to this uh, podcast also the other day, the Kevin Rose Show actually, and he was he was sort of interviewing this author called uh, Ryan Holiday. Um, and Ryan Holiday was actually, the, the I think, the, the author of the book, Hooked, right, how to, how to build, um, you know, uh, habit-forming products. Um, and for me, this was sort of an interesting question, like, why is it, you know, are we looking at the right challenge that we're trying to solve? And by sustainability, by design, I wanted to say, actually, the challenges we should all be solving are related to making our world a better place. Um, So if you start with the right challenge, then you might as well use the normal design thinking principles and some checks and balances and then you will be able to end up with something that is, you know, more helpful to this world than rather than, than detrimental.
0: So the Sustainable Development Goals are quite a complex topic and there are all these targets that need to be achieved and... Um, all these complex challenges that we need to tackle, and it's not you know one person's job to do that, or it's not one country, organization, or one company who can solve uh, all these very uh, complex problems. They require cooperation. Uh, so, what do you think is the importance of collaboration in achieving the SDGs? Uh, especially because you're an ecosystem builder and facilitator. Um, so how can we actually make different parties that sometimes maybe are competitors to start cooperating in tackling the sustainable development goals?
1: It's a very tough question. And, and I really, I don't think I have the answer for that. I think it's gonna be a dynamic one and, and we have to keep exploring and pushing for collaboration. Um, but the SDGs, you know, goal number 17 is by itself a, a specific goal for partnerships to achieve the other 16 goals, right? And it talks about partnerships in finance, in technology transfer, in responsibility of, you know, more developed countries to, to sort of help others, um, et etc. et cetera. <clears throat> So I think the goals by themselves um, recognize this and have taken steps to sort of say, actually, to achieve them, we need partnerships. And partnerships is one of them, so you not, haven't really achieved anything if you haven't Uh, gone into partnerships and and started looking at and how to collaborate and cooperate for the goals easier said than done of course if there's a goal there doesn't mean that people are going to go for it and in a world of of competition and and you know um the current state of actually at least how capitalism is currently um exercised it's not it's not necessarily an easy, easy thing to say okay let's collaborate but um I see, you know I see a few examples of this. I think actually th- the Jam is, is, is one interesting example of it. So how can we create the necessary platforms for people to put their ideas together so that we can solve you know, specific challenges? How can we look um, not necessarily within our specific core expertise, technology, uh, but but um, you know having others around the table chip in. I think this is very closely tied to actually what the Agenda 2030 has as a general objective, which is sort of leaving no one behind. And um, you know, to kind of play on the words, the words, sorry, um, leave leaving no one behind uh, requires actually having everyone on board. You know, you need to be inclusive of um, all opinions, uh, expertise, ideas, etc., so that you can actually solve problems that affect many people um, and so that actually the solution uh, is an efficient way of solving that problem um, and, and, and for that I think you know we need to look at, at some specific sort of collaboration approaches um, Nesta recently just published um, a few um, sort of frameworks or, or uh, I think it's still in a beta version about collective intelligence and, and how we can um, make sure to to you know collectively put our efforts together to be able to to work towards achieving those goals Um, and a lot of this really comes down to understanding maybe and this is one thing i I really took away from my sustainable development diplomacy course is that we had to look at what what are the common grounds that matter to all of us Um, and while the effects of climate change of or of not achieving the goals in their various aspects um, can be different from one country to another um, you know from even from one individual to another based on where you live where you what you work, let's say your your financial status, all of these things, at the end of the day, it really matters to all of us that this is solved going into the future and this is specifically speaking of future generations um, So I think, in order to sort of be able to, to um, bring different stakeholders on the table, um, understand what really matters to them, it's really essential to start by identifying what are the common grounds that really bring us together. And then we can start discussing and focusing on our differences and seeing how we can bridge those. Um, while being fully aware, this is a very superficial talk at this point, you know, when, when I say this, it does really matter. Uh, it's even the reason why I, I start all my discussions and workshops with actually um, sort of a common grounds workshop around the SDGs. It's just like understand how do you personally relate to those goals? What what do you feel you you know we should work on? And then I related a bit to the aspect that people uh, look at in their life and their daily work, um, you know, from their finances and all of these things. And then we we already start seeing that the discussion is completely different. And then there's another point of this, which is once everybody starts understanding that the goals are not a list of, you know, 1 to 17 or these 169 targets, but they're actually an interconnected sort of ecosystem of goals and that there's, there are ways where working on one goal can be a positive leverage or even negative, detrimental to some other goal. Once you have a clear understanding of this interconnection, then people have uh, more readiness to to work together to be able to say, okay, you know, my work actually affects the work of others. Um, I can get help from others, but I should be careful on not negatively impacting the rest. Um, so we really need to work together to be able to understand, you know, what is the best solution going forward. What should we really look at? Um, in terms of, of, of what actions we want to take, what products we want to develop, what services, um, and, and who are the people, the companies, et cetera, that, that we're going to affect. Um, but I think the last thing is, you know, I say is, is make it easier, right? A lot of the things we look at uh, to bring different stakeholders around the table are, you know, in, in these sort of really difficult problems that we want to, to solve is these large types of partnerships, um, these very high level stuff, and stuff where there's a lot of talking and thinking and and politics involved. And for me, it's, you know, okay, how can we empower and enable individuals that are inside those organizations um, that are um, maybe working on, uh, you know, on the field, on the problems? How can we enable them to uh, look at the low hanging fruit in terms of, hey, we can partner up with this local organization, we can just bring one or two of these players on the table and then do it at a as a pilot level maybe at a, at a small scale and then use that success to, to take it upwards into the organization or into the, the government or whatever it may be um, to be able to then bring the bigger players on the table. We cannot achieve those goals if we stay small, but I think we have to start small, start local um, and then slowly... Well, not so slowly anymore, but in, in a, let's say, in a studied way, uh, move up the ladder to, to, try, to try to bring in bigger partners on board. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have global goals, but I think we have to start solving local problems as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Very well said. Uh, so, you're setting up, as I understood, um, an initiative called uh, cabinet uh, 2030 cabinet can you tell me a little bit more about what uh what is it and what is the goal that you want to achieve with this so
1: when uh, katarina claudia and myself um you know teamed up to organize the global goals jam in berlin last year we started thinking of of um what can we do and what can we work on to to really you know drive the sdgs um Forward or enable others to keep working on the SDGs and to develop their own ideas going forward. Um, and in our discussion, um, we, we figured, you know, we need to do more than just a jam. Um, so beyond what this might look like um, and, and who the team is um, and who else we'll have on board, because really the, the approach I think for this is, is, is to sort of build a collective approach um, instead of, you know, normal... A normal company settings um, but we um, uh, you know w- w- with with the jam we just saw that there's a way to bring all of these players and stakeholders together as i said talents capital um, corporates etc um, and this this two-day framework seems to be good enough successful not too invasive let's say to help people put out there the challenges that they're facing and then try to crowdsource basically some some potential solutions for them and, and do a bit of work in two days that can allow us to see if these solutions make sense. Um, if, they're, you know, if they're gonna fail, we learn very quickly. Um, so and, and get people from different backgrounds together on a table to discuss this. So the idea I had was about, can this type of approach, framework platform, be used to accelerate partnerships with the SDGs? And the idea of 2030 Cabinet is to be on a mission to use design sprint techniques and methodologies, adapt it to whatever uh, approach it is that is needed. So, you know, if we're looking at designing new products, new services, even coming up with new partnership models, whatever it is that is needed, um, how can we break that problem down into small chunks? Put it out there. Get players around the table in a, you know, non-invasive sort of sprint methodology, um, and work with them in a couple of days or a week on going through this 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 challenge that they have, really understanding what it's about, and testing out uh, potential solutions that, that come out in a in a in a quick way. Um, and a big part of of what this is about at 2030 Cabinet is also to. Understand and highlight the role of um, early stage solutions, which in this case would be startups, and potentially helping solve some of these solutions. Um, so, um, to summarize, I guess twenty thirty cabinet, uh, you know, accelerating partnerships for the SDGs by looking at what early stage solutions can we can we team up with or develop.
0: Looking a little bit into the future, uh, what is the impact or the change that you would like to contribute to um, during your lifetime?
1: I've always enjoyed being this enabler or facilitator. And, um, you know, I I was part of this program called Unleash. um, uh, And I know you you will be uh, heading there too. So congratulations on that. You'll have a blast. Um, So, you know, Unleash... Have this goal of like creating thirteen thousand talents, uh, SDG talents as they call them, from now until twenty thirty, um, and these by themselves would be sort of local champions that propagate the agenda twenty thirty and the SDGs to to their peers, uh, and sort of create an effect whereby more and more people work towards this. Not very far from that objective, um, at least at least in the, in the short term until twenty thirty, is to be able to, you know, and enable others, um, connect them to the right people, give them the the support they need uh, financially, technology-wise, connecting to other talents uh, and other people from the ecosystem to really bring their solutions to life, if they have interesting solutions for the SDGs. But in a general form, and and if I put the SDGs aside and, and the 2030 agenda aside, for specifically this it's being in a position to have helped those who have the boldness the courage the ideas and the drive um, to help as many people as possible um, and I think I can just look back and and you know hopefully in a furious time at my, my life and say um, you know we were able to create the environment um, where, you know, some of these solutions were able to go to the next level or next step in their in their in their path, you know, because of a connection we created, or because of, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, because maybe they met at the jam and this is where they started their their thing. But because of this ecosystem and this collaborative approach that we're creating, we see that something was started as an idea. Um, and really flew and was able to 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 help out a lot of people and help uh towards the sdgs or any other goal that that is of, of social environmental nature um to improve the world then then i'll be happy.
0: awesome uh final question also to uh, give a call to action to the listeners of this podcast as well um, what would be your advice, maybe, or some practical tips from your own experience that the listeners of this podcast can start applying today?
1: It's a trick question for me because I am uh, at a stage of my life uh, where it's more of a reflection that I that I'm kind of looking for. Um, but interestingly enough, I think the, the 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 call to action for us was very sort of clear um, at the jam, it was uh, get involved, right? Um, understand that we must do something. Look at what you think you're passionate about, where, you know, what is one one topic, one challenge facing the world that, that you think you really, really wanna work on and find the next event for you to get involved. Uh, because it it will start from there, and 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 eventually, a combination of your expertise, your judgment will lead you to whatever is right for you to be involved in. Um, but find a way to start giving part of what you developed as as an expert, as a, as a designer, developer, finance person, whatever it is, artist, right? Um, uh, i don't know sports personality because uh, there's a lot of sport for development now also um, just find a way to be involved because really each and every one each and every skill is needed uh, so that so that we can make change and start with a meetup start with a a jam um, yeah you can if, if you're in berlin you can join our global goals berlin meetup which hopefully we, we want to also spread spread more and more of the awareness about, around around those goals. but there are endless opportunities to be involved to try to make positive change. So look at the next one, show up, um, talk to people and you never know you might I think I think for me, the most amazing part of this is I'm always energized by the people I meet and this is what keeps me going. So um, yeah, show up, find the person that that you feel, good about and you want to work with and then just start being involved in taking action
0: awesome thank you so much for this interview nadim and for sharing your expertise and your experience Um, thank you for organizing and participating in all these great events that uh, will hopefully help us get closer to achieving those sustainable development goals it has been really a pleasure to have you as a guest on this podcast
1: thank you very much it's been a pleasure being on the show
0: Thank you for listening. This was episode 32 of the Changemakers podcast with Nadim Shukir on the sustainable development goals, building an ecosystem that would facilitate collaboration and partnerships to achieve these goals and sustainability by design. If you like this episode, share it within your community and connect with me on Instagram at change.makers.stories and on LinkedIn. You can find all these relevant links in this episode's description. If you are also curious about change and how it affects our society and planet, subscribe to this show on SoundCloud, Spotify or iTunes and don't miss the upcoming episodes.